Hey guys, Jason here with Spectrum Labs. We're doing another quarantine specific uh, podcast. This one with my friend Courtney Sanford. And we talked about quite a few things. Uh, first of all, Courtney is a registered nurse. She's a wellness coach. She's a CrossFit level coach. Uh, also a precision nutrition coach. So she's got a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge about being mentally and physically well, uh, which I think is a really important topic right now. So she talks about uh, things to eat, uh, how to think about avoiding foods or maybe not, uh, how to move while in the small confines of your home or apartment. Uh, I mean, just a lot of different things about mindset uh, and just staying well while at home. So I hope that you listen and share this with anyone you think would benefit. So. Without further ado, here is Courtney Sanford. Courtney, thank you so much for joining me on the hemp startup journey today. We are not talking about hemp at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, let's see, just a, a quick intro to folks that will be watching or listening. Uh, Typically, we talk about the, the business and the industry of hemp and cannabis. And uh, we're right now, uh, beginning of April, uh, April the 2nd, I think it is. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Close enough. We're good. Yeah, some, somewhere around there. Um, and um, it, it's been hard for me personally to think about the, like the industry and the business of what we do. So I figured that uh, something for me personally to do is to take some sort of action and with this podcast yeah. specifically is just to give some folks that, that listen to us or watch us uh, some sort of actionable um, advice or suggestions from experts. And so with you specifically, you know, I've known you for a few years and uh, you're really good about taking um, stock of overall health and wellness. And uh, so hopefully we can talk about some of those topics about uh, eating and maybe we can get into exercise a little bit and some mindset. And uh, yeah. so that just for context, so hopefully that's what we can cover today. Is that cool? Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Fantastic. So um, just to give some context about uh, who you are. So can you tell us um, just a little bit about your background and then what you do now? Yeah, sure. So um, I guess I've been teaching some form of movement for the past eight years, uh, I would say probably a little longer if you count my uh, minor league <laughs> soccer coaching career. Yeah. Um, but you know, I started my movement journey with yoga uh, and the more that I taught yoga classes, the more I realized that all of those yogis needed strength training. So then I went and learned how to uh, coach strength training, strength and conditioning through CrossFit. Uh, and then once I was exposed to that, I was like, wow, all these people need yoga and stretching. <laughs> um, and then, you know, once I tried to blend all of that together, I also realized that nutrition was a missing link uh, for a lot of these, you know, uh, these people. So I kind of tried to get a certification in everything just to complete the circle, uh, on top of nursing. So yeah, I guess I've been doing movement for eight years total, most recently strength and conditioning, um, a little bit of yoga here and there on the side. And then I've been doing nutrition coaching since last fall. Uh, I've been a nurse, a registered nurse for 10 years now. 11 years now, which makes me feel super old. Um, but I do that part-time in addition to the movement and the nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. I remember a yeah. few years ago when we met and, um, after CrossFit class, you would come in, you would do yoga 
and everybody was just like <laughs> groaning and in pain from doing yeah. a few minutes of yoga. Um, I know. Yeah. And, uh, and then you, you also got into uh, like mobility. What was that? Uh, supple leopards? Is that what you used to do? Yeah. So I used to do um, like a 30 minute yoga for athletes, That's but it was more like mobility. It had, you know, some yoga kind of disguised in there a little bit under the term mobility. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a little less scary, but then we would do like trigger point release, some banded distraction, um, more like long holds, connective tissue release, stuff like that. Yeah. So, so point being that yeah. you understand uh, the body, you understand movement, uh, and then you mentioned you, you kind of glossed over it a little bit, but you're you're a nurse. Like that's you know yes. you're in the, mm -hmm. the health space as well. And we we might not get into too much of that today, but uh, I think you understand the essentially the health and wellness side of, uh, of humans. Yeah, I mean that's essentially what drove me to teach movement in the beginning. Um, I was probably three or four years into my nursing career and I realized there was just such a need for education in terms of prevention. Um, you know, I saw patients for such a short snapshot of time where, you know, yeah, I can hand you a quick medication and, you know, teach you how to inject insulin, but I really need more quality hands-on time with you to teach you how to put yourself in a situation where maybe, you know, we can reverse, you know, your need for, for insulin or make some diet and lifestyle modifications that can prevent you from coming and seeing me in the hospital in the future. Um, so that's really what drove me to learn the movement piece. Yeah. Um, and so for right now, I think you mentioned a little bit, but what, which services do you offer your uh, wellness clients right now? Um, so right now, you know, aside from strength and conditioning, if people have specific performance goals, we do a little bit of programming in that realm. Um, but nutrition um, is kind of the main thing that I'm offering on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Um, I do have some, you know, mobility clients that have a lot of restriction and shortened range of motion that need some special TLC. Uh, but I also do nutrition, and that's kind of my primary focus. Um, you know, anything from the athlete that just needs like a one-time calibration to make sure that they're hitting their, you know, specific nutrient goals to make sure their performance is optimized uh, to people who need a longer uh, kind of hands-on approach to really walk them through, you know, the weight loss space or just optimizing how they feel. Yeah. And I think just recently, I know you're, you're always taking classes and learning, but just recently you got um, a certification through Precision Nutrition, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. So it's to be a sport of, uh, certified sports nutritionist is yeah. I, I think what the you know proper term is called. Which is uh, I, the way I understand it, not the easiest of uh, certifications, uh, but really a top-notch mm -hmm. company. I mean, like I've... Yeah. Precision, precision is awesome. Yeah. Um, I really kind of took my time deciding which certification I wanted to get. There's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, and, you know, I think that each person that you approach about nutrition is going to need something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, so Precision just had a really well-rounded approach. I appreciate the different options that they have for explaining um, optimal health to people. Uh, and yeah, it wasn't easy. I mean, it was a, took me probably six or seven months, I think, to complete on top of everything else, yeah. um, you know, but definitely well worth it. I feel a lot more knowledgeable about it after yeah. 
completing the course. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. So then yeah. to start getting into some of the topics for today, um, again, so beginning of, of April and uh, so we're all under this uh, sort of uncertainty about what's happening with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. and, uh, right. Many of us or most of us are under lockdown voluntarily or maybe imposed by our local counties. And to start getting into, uh, let's call it wellness at home, um, what, um, as far as eating and exercising, why is it important for folks to continue or, or maybe even start some of these practices at home? Because I think for you and I, it might be pretty um, pretty basic. Like, hey, you, you just continue to exercise or eat well, no matter where you are. But, um, you know, I think we both have met a lot of folks who maybe they don't understand some of the reasons why this might be even mm -hmm. a better time, a more opportune time to start getting to some yeah. of these uh, good, healthy habits. Sure. So, you know, now more than ever, health is a number one priority. I mean, this is really a mirror to show us how important and vital it is to have as much control over our health and well-being as we possibly can. I mean, really, it's our number one defense. It's all we have, you know. Um, so it's just invaluable to take the time to learn what, you know, the tools you need, I guess, to fill your toolbox in order to make this well-rounded, holistic individual that's prepared for all this stuff. You know, right now with the COVID-19 pandemic, um, everyone's stress is through the roof. Uh, stress through the roof decreases your immunity. So, you know, the focus and the intention is to put as much uh, towards, you know, beefing up that immunity as you possibly can. So what better way to do that than with nutrition? with exercise, with meditation, with breathing, all these things um, that you and I know, you know, that other people know um, are our best line of defenses, really. Yeah. Um, so let's say, let's put out a couple scenarios. He's doing great. It's like... <laughs> She's <laughs> a sock in the background. Guys, this is Eleanor. She's our newest family member and I need to watch her at all times. Um, so she's with me so that you wouldn't hear her yap in her crate. Yeah, yeah. No, she's, she's great. Um, so with, um, let's put out a couple scenarios. So let's say someone that like some of our friends, like they're, they consider themselves, themselves athletes. They work out in the gym with equipment and they're, mm -hmm. they're physically healthy and, and let's say their nutrition is doing well. Um, I know I've talked to a lot of friends who are missing or maybe getting kind of depressed about not being able to do what we're sure. used to and being in the gym. What kinds of things are you talking to telling those folks or, or, some of them might even be your clients, uh, mm -hmm. just to be able to keep going. What kind of advice or suggestions sure. do you have? Well, the first thing that comes to mind to me is now is the best time to work on your weaknesses. Um, you know, I think a lot of our friends, our population are used to being in the gym, strength training, um, you know, the CrossFit athlete that's doing high level barbell stuff or gymnastics stuff, um, or just people that are used to having a lot of equipment. Now is a great time to really focus on quality of movement, on body weight exercises, on fine tuning your mobility and really putting an emphasis into your nutrition. I mean, you know, say this lockdown or this shelter in place lasts for, you know, a total of two, maybe three months. I mean, in the grand scheme of your strength and conditioning, you know, um, career, if you want to call it that, you're not going to lose that much strength. And in fact, you could probably gain a lot of technique um, 
and come back to the gym moving better if you take this time to really focus on your weaknesses and really improve all of your body weight mechanics. I mean, there's endless amounts of body weight activity that you can do to, you know, preserve the stimulus of working out, still create muscle hypertrophy, uh, still preserve, you know, endurance and cardiovascular health. I mean, there are endless options really. Yeah, I've, I've been for the past few weeks. Um, I don't know if I told you or you've seen, but I've been focusing on some of the movie stuff. And like this morning, yeah. I was working on my scap, on my scapula for like 15 minutes, yeah. which sounds like such a dorky awesome. thing to talk about. But it's, you know, trying to take There's advantage no that you, yeah. uh, you don't have a lot of equipment, but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, work on weaknesses. Why not? This is a good time oh, for yeah. it. Um, yeah, we got paper plates out of the kitchen and we're doing a mountain climbers and like trying to practice press the handstand sliding uh, yes. across the carpet floor you yes. know it's fun <laughs> yeah um and then so what about uh someone else on, on the other side of the spectrum in the sense that uh, let's say someone that maybe doesn't have uh, many healthy habits or, or, or physical habits uh they don't work out too much or maybe not at all uh sure. as far as eating they, they might not eat very well uh i've certainly talked to some of those folks where they say like oh well what's the point you know like there, there's this mm-hmm. constant um constantly getting further into this depression hole. Um, sure. So what, what kinds of things are you talking to, uh, suggesting to folks like that? Yeah. So, you know, the whole concept of inertia is always what I use as an example. You know, an object at rest is going to stay at rest and an object in motion is going to stay in motion. So, you know, making that decision in the beginning to start moving is probably going to be the hardest one. But what better time than now when you literally have no excuse you're you're forced to stay inside right what better time to focus on laying a foundation for a better healthier self um you know just making the decision choosing to stick with it and then coming up with actionable goals so you know every single day for 30 minutes when my feet first hit the floor i'm gonna go for a walk or i'm gonna do some body weight squats or i'm gonna focus on mobility and breathing. And then it's done. The hard thing is out of the way. You have the rest of the day, you know, to move forward and do what you want with it. Um, but we, I mean, a great way to look at it right now is to treat it like your job. You know, if it's something that means enough to you, you really want to implement this habit, you want to make it stick for the long term, you know, making that decision, doing it every single day treating it like a job and not giving yourself the option to not say no or to say no, because again, you know, this is a great example that we have to preserve our health. We have to invest in ourselves. Yeah. I remember uh, with PN, I was, uh, I took a, um, their lean eating program a few years ago. And Mm -hmm. I think it was the first habit that they talked about was the, uh, the the five minute action where they said, pick anything to get you started on this journey that takes five minutes or less. Don't worry mm-hmm. if it if it means uh, cutting up one apple or or you know taking uh, doing one push up whatever it is sure. just to do something to get you started mm-hmm. on that path because more than likely you probably wouldn't stop at just that one let's say if it's a physical movement you probably would not stop at just one push up you would say like right. oh well I'm already down here might as well just keep going exactly exactly yeah i already cut out this one thing you know let me be mindful about the rest of the things that i'm eating for the day or i already ate one serving of vegetables you know yeah why not finish them off why not eat another absolutely Um, so then let's see with um 
if we can talk about physical exercise for a little bit, um, yesterday, I don't, I don't know if you want to show this, we, we can cut this out. You and John were okay. doing some, uh, some movements. <laughs> it was like, it was like a, like oh, a yeah. roll, like, you know, flowing in the wind and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, and so, it, it, you know, it's probably you, you guys, uh, experimenting, um, and doing stuff at home, but, um, yeah. with minimal space, um, what kinds of things could people start playing around with or experimenting sure. with or, or moving? So yeah, we literally have like a 1300 square foot house. I mean, it's all one story. We have three dogs, we have a guest room and we have like no backyard cause you know, we live in Asheville. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know this is so embarrassing but I just gotta show you like the guest mattress is like pushed up against the wall <laughs> and this is just like the way that we're living right now. Yeah, this yeah. is our new gym. Yep. Um, and so for us, we are trying to keep it as playful as possible. I think we kind of fall into that category that you mentioned earlier is like, we're so used to waking up, going to the gym, having everything we need right at our fingertips, doing a very specific type of movement and then coming home. I mean, it's very calculated. So, um, like the rest of the world, you know, the depression starts to creep in, you know, we're isolated, we're here, we can't really go anywhere. That routine is taken away from us. So, uh, we kind of anticipated that happening. Um, we started to see it kind of creep in a little bit. So we sat down and made a very intentional plan. Um, for me, my, my thought was, you know, I've always wanted to be a more fluid mover. So I'm, you know, used to doing strength and conditioning. I've done endurance running forever. Um, fluidity and like moving very seamlessly does not happen well for me. Uh, for John, it happens effortlessly, of course. Um, he he does jujitsu like three days a week, and he's always trying to get me to roll around with him, um, you know, and teach me different chokes and holds and stuff like that. And I'm like, God, this is not for me. I mean, I went to one jujitsu class, and I literally punched myself in the eye in the first five minutes, and I was like, Okay, I can't see. I'm okay. I'm all right. Um, so, so my goal was, okay, I'm going to become a more fluid mover. I want him to show me some roles. Um, you know, I want to learn how to roll upside down on my neck not feel like, you know, panicked or uncomfortable. Um, just kind of leaning into what I typically shy away from has really helped me stay engaged. Um, and kind of, you know, fall in love with movement aside from like, Oh, well, I'm used to squatting with a barbell and now here I am in my spare bedroom doing air squats, you know, mm-hmm. just picking a new type of movement and trying to, you know, get as good as it, uh, as good at it as I can. Yeah. You know? I wonder yeah. if, uh, I wonder if you see this maybe differently, but if, uh, doing something like that and throwing yourself into a, a certain type of discomfort, uh, when you're used to a different type of, of movement or exercise, mm-hmm. if that might make this, let, let's call it isolation or, or, you know, quarantining or lockdown, if it might make that a little bit easier because you're putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation uh, on your own, right? right. Like you are already yeah. told like, Hey, you know, stay home for, for good reason. But by right. putting yourself into an additional uncomfortable situation that might make things a little bit better because at least you have some control and you're doing right. something about what you're maybe what you're missing. Yeah, and then you just can take that, you know, outside of quarantine and let it bleed into the rest of your life. I mean, the whole game is getting comfortable with what you're uncomfortable with. I mean, that's yeah. life, you know, leaning into it instead of shying away from it. Absolutely. Yeah. 
oh, I just got an idea. Here's what I want to yeah. see you guys do. You, uh -oh. Have you seen the, the lava uh, climbing? I forget what it's called. No, it's like, I have it's, not. It's a couple uh, exercise. And so uh -huh. one person, typically the, the taller one, will stand with their arms out and uh -huh. in like a quarter squat. Yeah. Uh, and they can't move at all. Okay. And the other person it? goes around them? Yes. It's this like is how to I go. punch myself in the eye. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> because, so it's called Around the World, right? Around and the World, John yeah. was out with all, you know, in a quarter squat trying to yeah. brace me. And I had to get around him as many times. Can you see me still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had to get around him as many times as I possibly could without touching the floor. Yeah. And I made it around his stomach and I was trying to like get onto his back and I grabbed his gi uh -huh. and I was like trying to turn and I slit, like uh -huh. I let go of the gi and I just punched myself. <laughs> right in so I don't know if there will be a resurgence of that exercise. Maybe. See what Maybe, you do but... without the gi, right? I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told Katie that we will, we'll do it tonight. It'll be a, a all right. Yeah, I'm gonna activity. see it. All right, somebody will get it. hurt. My next one. <laughs> uh oh. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, nutrition, eating. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there things that we should not be eating? Let's let's start there. Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I believe that there is no food that should be restricted. Um, I prefer to speak about food in terms of nutrient rent, uh, nutrient rich food and less nutrient dense food. I mean, that's ultimately what it is. And right now, honestly, we all know it. We're chasing serotonin. I mean, food provides serotonin and we are in a time where we want to feel comforted. And for a lot of us, that means, you know, familiar foods that we like to eat. Um, that being said, you know, I think that people should allow themselves to have, you know, reasonable portions of their comfort food uh, plugged into a well-structured thought out day. Mm -hmm. well, what's yeah. reasonable for you? Because uh, that makes <laughs> sense to me. But somebody sure. will listen to this and be like, oh, honey, listen, Courtney gave me permission <laughs> to eat this entire chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah, baby. Cook it uh, up. <laughs> um, you how, know, do you, how do you find that balance? So, uh, you know, I like to structure my food, making sure that I've got a protein, you know, a vegetable, um, a, a serving of fat you know, throughout the day. Okay. That's my big priority, protein, fiber, vegetables. And then once I've had all of that, if I choose to have a comfort food or a serving of comfort food, that for me would look like, you know, a handful of M&Ms after dinner, after I have my chicken and my veggies and, you know, uh, my healthy fats and stuff like that, or, you know, one or two cookies after dinner, or if I felt like, you know, skipping my, my chicken and veggies for lunch, maybe I just have a grilled cheese and that's just what I have, you know, mm -hmm. and then allowing myself to have that sort of, you know, mental satisfaction and then moving on and getting right back to regular, regularly scheduled programming. Okay. So eating the, yeah. the foods that are, let's say good for you, and then afterwards right. having like a, a small treat or, or a small kind of indulgence um, right. without going overboard. Right. Exactly. Yep. Um, and then let's see, as far as you, you talked a little bit about uh, stress. Um, I don't know if, if mm -hmm. you are seeing this with your clients. I mean, certainly I see it with a lot of friends and family, myself. Um, how do you recommend for your clients to manage their stress right now? Um, you know, 
well, first of all, I mean, this is like a shameless plug, I guess, but uh, health space or sorry, headspace is free right now for all healthcare workers. Mm -hmm. So, and just in case people didn't know that, um, heads, yeah, headspace is a meditation app that you can use. And it's again, free for all healthcare workers. And so I just went ahead and downloaded it and have been using it every single day, right when my feet hit the floor. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't really feel like that, you know, there's tons of different breathing exercises that you can look up on YouTube, you know, breathing for relaxation, breathing for stress reduction, um, there's tons of great free content out there, uh, or any sort of free meditation, honestly, on YouTube will be a great way for, uh, to start your day with stress reduction. Yeah. Um, I also think being proactive throughout your day, especially if you're, you know, one of these people who have just suddenly lost all the structure that you have in your day. Um, you are without job, you know, you're home with kids. I mean, your wife does an amazing job of this, you know, instead of sitting back and being reactionary and like, Oh my God, my, my structure that I'm used to having is gone. You know, again, leaning into what's uncomfortable and being proactive and creating your own structure, you know? So from eight to nine, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to come home. I'm going to meditate and I'm going to breathe. And then I'm going to cook myself a nutritious breakfast. And then I'm going to read, you know, just something to keep the pace something to keep you moving in a healthy, positive direction, because obviously, you know, this is going to pass and we're going to come out stronger, you know? So Mm -hmm. just kind of priming yourself for that. Yeah. It's tough to to think about that while you're in it, but it'll pass. Right. And and, uh, some of us will be okay. And unfortunately some of us might lose a a friend or family member, you know, hopefully not, but I guess that's the the reality of it um, at this point. Um, but that, yeah, I, I believe in, in structure as best as you can. Like you mentioned, Katie, my wife, and uh, she she felt it for the first few days. Where we have a couple of girls, and uh, they were just doing whatever. And I, th- I think we we just did it, especially during the early days. We didn't know exactly what to do, so we we're just like, oh, right. sure, whatever. We'll do a little bit of school and maybe some TV and whatnot. And then she mm-hmm. just took it upon herself to, to set that structure. And right. it's not. Um, <clears throat> you know, she, you know, she does give some leniency, but that's helped everybody. Even the, the kids appreciate it because they understand yeah, what's happening. Okay. At nine, we do this and 11, we do that and so on and so forth. Now, I think and it right. brings some normalcy, which I think is what right. we're, a lot of what we're missing. Yes. Yes, uh, absolutely. Fortunately, I can come to the office for a little bit. And when I, uh, when I'm out on the road, I only see a handful of cars and that's just so abnormal. It's just so bizarre. I know so it's really crazy. Range. It's really, really crazy. I know. Um, but uh, but it's it, it's what it is for right now. So yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, let's see. So you mentioned uh, Headspace. Uh, just to go back for a second for sure. um, exercising at home. Have you seen any good websites or apps for uh, moving at home? Yeah. So uh, one of the gyms that I coach for right now, they have given out virtual programs, like virtual online workouts um, for their members, which I've been doing a little bit of that. And that's really helpful just to come up with some ideas. Um, And, you know, aside from that, there's a million different like body weight wads and stuff like that, that you can Google um, and you can get free on the internet. Uh, Is Matt putting out, if I, if I am not a Matt member, can I, see their workouts you can purchase well purchase. you have to purchase them yeah okay. yeah well what's um, the, the url if somebody wants to do that if you just go to at metabolic m-a-d-a-b-o-l-i-c on instagram um i believe the link is in their profile and they can look at that um and see kind of what the 
what the deal is with those workouts. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. Cool. So that's been really fun to stay connected. And then, uh, what about, uh, for nutrition or eating, um, is your, first of all, is your profile public for Instagram? Yeah, it is. Uh -huh. Okay. So what's your, your, um, handle in case somebody wants to follow? Cause you always have a lot yeah. of really cool pictures of food. You've put, posted recipes, uh, and they all look Thanks. delicious and they're very healthy. Thanks. Yeah. Um, it's Courtney and then two underscores, Sanford, S-A-N-F-O-R-D. Um, and that's it. You can find me there. Okay. Direct so, message me. Yeah. All right. You can find some good food, exercise, yeah. shenanigans galore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Us rolling around on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. At first, uh, yeah. Kitty and I were looking at it. We're like, what is <laughs> happening? And then Kitty's like, let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Everyone's like, has their different interpretation. Like, is the goal to not use your hands? And I'm like, no, it's kind of like a, like a mixture of martial arts and yoga. And, you know, we're just being big kids over here. That's really it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. need it. Um, let's yeah. see. And then, uh, so I think we covered quite a bit, uh, as far as just, you know, stress, uh, some tips for eating well. Um, I think sure. it, it, it was helpful to, uh, kind of destigmatize the whole thing about, uh, eating treats or indulgences. I think a lot of folks, they have that kind of, um, unsure about what to do. Like, should I cut out all my treats or should I have some? So I think that was right. helpful. What you, what you mentioned, uh, exercise, uh, is there anything else you think, or that you want to mention uh, for folks who are at home and they, they need some, maybe some guidance or some insights into how to eat or move or maybe some, some mindsets. Sure. Yeah. I mean, man, thanks for the open-ended question. Cause I could literally just talk about this for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, now is a really great time to take a look at what your nutrition habits are. You know, I saw this meme the other day that was like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you just ate five minutes ago. Um, and it made me laugh really hard because yeah. I have a tendency to just, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to go eat. Oh, I'm yep. bored. What's in the, you know, I just looked in the refrigerator five minutes ago, but I'm going to look again. Maybe there's something in the back I missed. Mm -hmm. um, so now is a really great time to take a look uh, at what your nutrition habits are, you know, what your relationship with food is. Um, we all have, <clears throat> excuse me, areas for improvement. Uh, like right now, for instance, I'm really trying hard to pay attention to my hunger cues. Um, I have been one of those that has counted macros for the past like three years. Uh, so much so to the point where I realized I was not paying attention to my hunger cues. And mm -hmm. I was just eating because I had to get 30 more grams of protein in for the day. Um, Can you talk so, about that for a second? Because I'm, yeah, I'm familiar sure. with that. So what does that mean? Like that you should, I think PN says, eat when you're hungry, right? Can you talk about the importance of that? Right. Yeah. So, you know, we all have a metabolism. I mean, it's a part of our, you know, genetic makeup. And, you know, if functioning appropriately, it's telling us when we're hungry and when it needs fuel. Um, so, you know... <laughs> Paying attention to that is almost like an art. I think there is so much that happens in day-to-day -day life. We've been so distracted um, with, you know, work, emails, workout schedule, all these different roles that we uphold that it's very easy to kind of ignore those hunger cues and forget that they even exist and just to get into a schedule. Mm -hmm. So really trying to focus on, okay, when I'm done with my meal, Am I full? Am I still hungry? Am I just right? Um, you know, what is my body telling me? Eating slowly. Um, 
you know, making sure to fully chew my food and then seeing how long it takes, you know, before I'm hungry again. Um, waiting a little while before I choose to typically eat my next meal and see if I can actually, you know, feel hunger, which, you know, what a, what a privilege that is to even say out loud. Like I'm waiting to feel hungry. Like, Mm -hmm. gosh, that's awful. But, um, you know, just paying attention to that because I like truthfully as awful as it is to say, you know, with counting macros for so long, I couldn't even tell you when I, you know, felt hungry anymore. I was just like, yeah. On a rhythm, you know, every three hours, I'm eating, I'm eating, I'm eating. So yeah. it's been a, a fun challenge to kind of lean into. Um, and then it's what you said before about relationship with food. I feel like that's something we don't talk about too much. That's such a yeah. such an important thing to consider. Uh, and, and whether that's like in my family, when I was growing up, my mom would always say, finish your food. And, and that's become absolutely, you know, response to that related yeah. to what you're saying, eat when you're hungry, I would be eating uh i I would be full but then i would see the food left on my plate and Mm -hmm. i would have that reaction to like well i have to finish this i can't possibly leave it you know it's not like i have a fridge where i have space and you know containers i couldn't possibly just store it um so can you talk about that the whole relationship thing that's really important yeah i mean we all have a relationship with food um, you know, whether or not we sit on the couch and don't have, you know, a high activity level or whether we are working out two times a day and, you know, uh, six days a week, we all have a relationship to food and it's all been shaped from the way we were raised, our parents' relationship with food. Um, a lot of that requires some unlearning, you know, so for me and for you, it sounds like you had to unlearn the whole mentality of like eat every single thing that's on your plate. Um, for some people, the relationship work is in, you know, allowing yourself a little bit of grace. If you maybe eat something that's not as nutrient rich as, you know, chicken and vegetables, um, letting it go and not shaming yourself. Um, and then, you know, my, I guess, definition of a good, healthy relationship with food is again, not saying any food that is good or bad or off limits or only acceptable, right? Um, Food is an experience. It's meant to be social. It's meant to be emotional. It's meant to be cultural. It's meant to be purposeful, i.e. fueling yourself. Um, You know, it's meant to be healthful, meaning, you know, we're eating it to work on disease prevention. Um, And so making sure that all of those limbs of your relationship with food are in check, you know? Am I eating socially on a regular basis? Am I allowing myself to eat out with friends when we're allowed to do that again? You know, once every few weeks responsibly, Um, you know, am I doing this as a way to fight disease and nourish my body um, and give it what it needs? You know, Uh, am I allowing myself to have sugar, you know, or have a food that maybe um, was comforting to me as a child, and then, you know, letting it go and moving on without the shame, uh, just making sure to check in with all those pieces. Yeah, I think if, if anything, if folks can pay attention to that, and just, um, like you're saying, be mindful of what you're doing, what you're eating, without judgment, which is really hard. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But at least just noticing, Absolutely. like, you know, what, what am I doing? Why am I eating this? Or what am I eating? How much am I eating? And then just kind of right. decide if you want to do anything about it or, or maybe at least just realize that you're doing that. Right. Right. Yeah. It's all about balance. You yeah. know, I mean, 
if if we look at food as a way ultimately above all else to um, nourish our bodies and to scave off disease, you know, the rest will fall into place. If we're doing that 85% of the time, you know, and making sure to preserve that other 15% to allow for the social experience, um, allow for the feel good endorphins, allow for the cultural experience, um, you know, who wants to go travel to a place and not try local food? I mean, mm-hmm. come on, that's part of the experience, you know? Um, so just making sure all that in check is really, you know, what I guess I would define as a healthy relationship with food. Yeah, cool. Well said. So, um, all right, just to start wrapping up, is there anything you want to leave people with? Maybe Um, calls to action or? Maybe one more. Yeah, go for (laughs) it. Yeah, yeah, we got time. Um, You know, so I think it's interesting, right? Like we're all trying to avoid going to the grocery store right now. Um, we're all on lockdown at home and we're like, oh my God, you know, we need beans and toilet paper, which I guess the two definitely, work <laughs> <in the hand. laughs> but you know, it's yeah. like, I'm just amazed that some of the, you know, it's like every grocery store I've gone to all the canned stuff is gone, but so many of the other more nutrient dense foods are still available. Yeah. Um, so just some ideas for having to, you know, avoid going to the grocery store every few weeks you know, you can get almost any veggie frozen. If they're not frozen veggies, you can get heads of broccoli, you can get Brussels sprouts, you can get green beans, all can be frozen and preserved for as long as possible. I mean, you can go to the store and you can get your meats and your tofus and freeze them in bulk and have them and dethaw them when you're ready to use, um, you know, frozen fruit makes great smoothies. Uh, there are tons and tons of ways to still maintain eating healthy without having to go to the grocery store every four days. Um, so just some ideas with that, you know, cause I know the first, first instinct is to go for the jerky and the, the peanut butter and uh, the rice cakes and call it a day. Cause you got all your main, your main food groups there, but uh, there are still a lot of really nutrient rich options that you can uh, lean into without having to go to the grocery store regularly. When uh, Kitty and I used to live in Florida uh, and we would have these hurricane warnings all the time. And at the oh, grocery yeah. stores, the first thing that, that would go would be milk and bread so and crazy. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so if you're yeah. buying that because you're you're afraid of being locked in your house and not being able to go to the store, that's the right. first thing that's going to go bad. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so interesting. It's uh, so interesting. I'm like, oh my God, I need my sumo oranges and my Brussels sprouts. And my, <laughs> my, you know, spoken like a true Ashvillian, you know, yeah, it goes yeah. to Whole Foods every two days. But. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. So, um, uh, Thank you, Courtney. So if somebody wants to reach out to you, how should they do that? Um, Instagram is great. Just at Courtney underscore underscore Sanford, S-A-N-F-O-R-D. You can direct message me there uh, and we can start a conversation. Nutrition, fitness, mindfulness, whatever you want. Fantastic. Awesome. Courtney, thank you so much. I hope that folks get a lot out of this and uh, I will hopefully see you soon. (laughs) yeah absolutely hopefully sooner rather than later seriously awesome thank you so much yeah thanks for having me hey guys and before you go this is jason from spectrum labs please be sure to visit us on the web at thespectrumlabs.com for any show notes and links discussed in the podcast also remember to click the subscribe button wherever you may be listening from so you get notified when our next episode comes out and tune in next show and have a fantastic day